Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, Lead Me Lord, based on our reading of James chapter 1 and verse 19. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. When we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, we will always speak in a way that will indicate that we are followers of Christ. I'm not sure how many of us have been paying attention to how many times we have heard Christians around us say something like this. This is my interpretation of such and such passage of scripture. There are many of us who believe that we have a right to determine how the Word of God is interpreted and practiced. And in many cases, instead of searching the scripture line upon line and precept upon precept, we lean to our own understanding and decide how the Word of God should be understood. Sometimes, even when the Bible is very clear on a particular subject, we prefer to use our own interpretation of the scripture to determine the direction we should take. I'm not sure how many of us have realized that in many of our conversations about the Word of God, we seldom ask the Holy Spirit to provide the guidance we need to understand the Scriptures. Many of us believe that our status in this life, our academic achievement, and our Christian heritage put us in a position where we can determine for others or ourselves how the Word of God should be interpreted. But today, God is reminding us that these ideas are not consistent with His words. Let us take a few minutes to examine what God said in James chapter 1 and verse 19. The Word of the Lord said, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Most of us may think that James was talking about the fact that it is important to listen to what others are saying and to shut our mouth and be quiet for the most part. But when we read the commentary by Matthew Henry carefully, we will realize that James was addressing something entirely different. Let's take a few minutes to look at what Matthew Henry says. And I quote, An angry and hasty spirit is seen provoked to ill things by affections and error and ill opinions become prevalent through the workings of our own vile and vain affections. But the renewing grace of God and the work of the gospel teach us to subdue these. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. This may refer to one, the word of truth spoken of in the verse foregoing. And we so, and so we may observe, it is our duty rather to hear God's word and to apply our minds to understand it than to speak according to our own fancies, our own opinions of men, and to run into heat and passion thereupon. Let not such errors 
as that of God's being the occasions of men's sin ever be hastily, much less angrily mentioned by you. But be ready to hear and consider what God's word teaches in all these cases. Number two, this may be applied to the afflictions and temptations spoken of in the beginning of the chapter. And then we may observe it is our duty rather to hear how God explains his providences and what he designs by the word of God than to say as David did in his ace, I am cut off. Or as Jonah did in his passion, I do well to be angry. Instead of censoring God under our own trials, let us open our ears and hearts to hear what he will say to us. Number three, this may be understood as referring to the disputes and differences that Christians in those times of trial were running into among themselves. And so, this part of the chapter may be considered without any connection with what goes before. Here we may observe that whenever matters of differences arise among Christians, each side should be willing to hear the other. People are often stiff in their own opinions because they are not willing to hear what others have to offer against them. Whereas, we should be swift to hear reason and truth on all sides and be slow to speak anything that should prevent this. And when we do speak, there should be nothing of wrath, for a soft word or answer turneth away wrath. As this epistle is designed to correct a variety of disorders that existed among Christians, these words swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, may be very well interpreted according to this explanation. And we may further observe from them that if men would govern their tongues, they must govern their passion. When Moses' spirit was provoked, he spoke on the unadvisably with his lips. If we would be slow to speak, we must be slow to wrath. End of quote. Do you see what James is saying here in terms of the words that we sh should come from our, our mouth? Although James did not speak specifically about the source of the power that would make us comply with his guidance, it's important for us to remember that only when the Holy Spirit takes control of our heart, soul, and mind that we will be in a position to know when to speak when not to speak, and what to speak. I pray that we will ask the Holy Spirit to help us to apply what we have learned today to our daily lives. We must remember that a kind word turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. I pray that we will continue to surrender our all to the total control of the Holy Spirit so that He can show us how to adhere to the counsel provided by the Lord through his servant, James. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the reminder, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Help us, Lord, to allow you to lead us and guide us in the path 
that will help us or allow us to comply with the counsel given by James in James chapter 1 and verse 19 we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit filled day.